I know how to take care of me bum. And I know how to take care of me art. I know how to take care of me thyroid. And I know how to take care of me cholesterol. Because sometimes that can be a little bit high. Especially the, the one that's not so good. The other one that's good is sometimes a little bit low. So I know how to take care of that. And I know how to take care of me osteoporosis. But how on earth do I take care of me teeth? Irene, I'm one of the 9 out of 10 dentists who recommends this, Ducodyne toothpaste, perfect for your oral health needs. Well, thank you. Now that I use Ducodyne, I know how to take care of me teeth and me bum. Fresh. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the super summer celebration of all things wonderful on the Dukey Radio Show. We are back. Don't call it a comeback. With me in the studio, Sylvia Silversmith. Hello, peeps. And Marsha McDonald. Yeah, what up, summer celebration people? Irene kicked off our episode with something a bit different. Normally she sings a song for us. Yeah. Or goes into one about something that has upset her. This seemed to be about maintenance. Her bum, her heart, addressing her osteoporosis, addressing other concerns, and most of all, addressing her teeth. Yeah, Dookie, and I think I have something to do with this. Tell me more. Well, I've been getting a little uh, preoccupied with a toothpaste commercial lately. Right? Right. It's been shown a lot, and it's the summer, and I've had some time off. And what do you do when you got time off? You watch dodgy telly. You put crappy television on. Fair enough. Okay? And me and uh, Silva have been watching a lot of crappy crappy stuff. Nothing wrong with that. I've discovered a show called Myth Fisher's Mysteries. Oh, is that a, a, the Australian Father yes. Brown? I've discovered this, <laughs> right. Dookie, and I'm torturing Martha with it. It's set in the 1920s. Yes. She's posh and wonderful. Yes. She wears amazing outfits. Oh. She solves crimes. Dookie, it's like... Yes, I do love Father Brown. I do love Father Brown mainly because I love Father Brown, but I also love his sidekicks. Yes. If nobody knows Father Brown, look it up because you need to watch it because Bunty is amazing. And Mrs. McCarthy is amazing. Yes. And I, but so I, I think because I've seen all the Father Browns like 16 times now, mm. um, I, I went looking for something else. Right. Father Brown's seven series or so. Yes, I've seen them all. I've roughly. got them. I know who the murderers are in all of them. <laughs> and it's it's been a rough year, Dookie, so I'm just looking for a you know, we're all looking for escape. Comfort television. Yes. So, you know, a nice cozy murder here and there. 
you know, and it's, it's the person always deserved it. So, you know, it's all that kind of, you know, black and white, you know, well, they, they, they're dead, but they deserved it. So it's all easy answers and you mm. don't have to think too much. So I think I was getting withdrawal. So I, I came across Miss Fisher. Mm. Now, her sidekicks are really not very good. And, but she's amazing. Her outfits. Right. Oh, the swooning. The swooning. It's a crime to not own ah, these 1920s ensembles. Because, you know, everybody has an era. I think yours is in 1960s, right? Where you love the clothes. You love the yes. women's clothes in particular. Yes. Of the 60s. I do. Mine is the uh, 20s and early 30s, where I love, I love the clothes. The men's clothes, the women's clothes. And her outfits. So anytime that she runs towards, Miss Fisher runs towards somebody who's bleeding... I just, I'm screaming out, watch the outfit, watch the outfit, don't get blood on the outfit. She actually is doing that, Dookie. Oh, dear. So... So in between the this wonderful program, yeah. So yeah, is an we're watching a lot of has captivated the Alibi Channel. There are other channels, right? But the, the, alibi, the alibi, yeah, the Alibi Channel. I kind of like Rizzly and Isles, right? Because she's just like. A lesbian. I think she's a lesbian. I've not seen that many of them. But she's a lesbian. She's just cool. And she knows how to handle crimes. And she knows how to solve them. And she can stand up against all these other, you know, male policemen. Right? I like the sounds of this woman. Yeah, yeah. She's really cool. Uh, she didn't have the outfit. Sorry, Sylph. But she's cool. Anyway, you... Okay, so you get the idea of watching a lot of television yes. around our house. So it's, let me get this, trash telly toothpaste. It's trash telly and to toothpaste. And this, this ad keeps coming on that's irritating me, okay? And then I realized that Oral-B has been, had the same theme in their ads for what must be a number of years now. Mm. And it's always some woman who's in her kind of early 30s, who's attractive without being intimidating, mm. right? And she's always utterly, utterly baffled as to how to take care of her teeth. And I only just noticed it, like, why is she so baffled? I don't get it. Here is the advert you speak of. Yes. Them hips. Heart. I know how to keep my body healthy. But how do you keep your mouth healthy? My dentist said, try Oral-B Pro Expert. I'll be toothpaste. It's actually the one I use myself. I didn't even know Oral-B made a toothpaste. Oral-B Pro Expert, the number one toothpaste most used by dentists in the UK. I tried it and my whole mouth feels healthier and stronger. For a healthier mouth and stronger teeth starting from day one. Oral-B, brush like a pro. That is the 2017 Oral-B TV advert featuring Lorna Nixon-Brown. Though um, that's been running since... 2017? Yes. They're still oh, showing wow. it. Oh, I thought it'd just come out. Mm. They've had other ones, though, because I know there have been different women. Basically, it's the same woman, only with slightly different hair. And, yeah, basically, uh, you know, it's always the same kind of woman. And the thing that I don't get... 
It's the Pippa Evans past, uh, yeah. past Dookie Radio Show guest type. She'd be great in that. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, really, really nice looking woman. and Wonderful teeth. Wonderful teeth. Well, see, there's the rub. Because I don't understand. Because I look at these these women and, and this woman in this latest advert. Bum. Heart. Yeah. But what do I do about my teeth? Why? Her teeth are extraordinary. Yeah. Why are you so Baffled. It would make more sense if she had a great bum and she goes, bum, and you, know, you see her working out. She does have a great bum, yeah. And, and, you know, she goes, heart. And then, you know, a cardiologist goes, well done. Yeah. But she opens her mouth wide and suddenly you see these really nasty gnashes. Yes, yeah, see, I don't understand. Like, you clearly know something about taking care of your teeth. Mm. So why do you seem so incredibly baffled about it i'm like, confused just like shouldn't she look like that guy who's that guy in the band who's famous for bad teeth shane mcgowan from the pose okay is that his name yes okay so some guy who, who famously only recently in the last couple of years in his he must have been in his late 50s um had implants oh yeah put i watched in. that documentary and uh a dentist who happens to be a Pogues fan did the whole uh, yes. procedure for free. Like got his whole mouth. Mm. So he went from having these really, really gnarly brown stumps. From from a very young age. Yes. If you look at uh, photos of the Pogues, you know, from the 1980s onwards, his teeth were, were really, really, really grim. Yes. He, like... You, didn't he say in that doc that he never brushed his teeth? Mm. Yeah, so they were, like, not nice at all. If it was that guy in the commercials, you kind of understand it. You go, yeah, that guy clearly doesn't know how to take care of his teeth. I mean, like, it's Shane, despite his lifestyle, he's still alive. And his version could be, you know, liver, <laughs> waistline, teeth, whoa. Hell, hell, Shane, you need to try this. But, you does know, he, Lorna Nixon Brown, she's got a Hollywood smile. I don't know that I would argue that Shane McGowan knows how to look after his liver. Well, seeing as he's also famous for being a raging alcoholic. About 15 years or so ago, I was at the Filthy McNasty pub, Filthy McNasty's. Yes. And. I'd had a little bit of Irish courage in me, and I saw the man himself right. sat on his own. Okay. I felt duty-bound to say hello, and I did. Wow. And instead of doing the whole, love your work, I just, just asked him, Shane, what are you, what are you working on? What's, what's new? You know, what's next? And he just pointed to the, the pint of Guinness that he had in front of him and some kind of a chaser, nodded his head and said absolutely nothing else. And I, I left him alone. Wow. But he, he was working on those bad boys. I hope so. He's, you know, he's one of those, you know, I've heard the music, especially that they play, they always play that Christmas song mm. where he's singing with a woman. Yes. Right? The the late Ms. McCall. Yeah. And and I just, every so every Christmas you hear that song everywhere. And I'm just like, I don't get them. I don't get it. I, you know, it's just one of those things that I think no matter how long I live here, that will always be a British step too far. An Anglo-Irish step too far. Okay, yeah. So I just don't... Do you get it, Sylv? Yeah, I, I can't say that I do. It's just one of those things that I just think, yeah, I guess 
guess you had to be there. I don't get it. I don't because some people really revere him. Absolutely. I mean, lyrically, he's you know very, very you know highly regarded and deservedly so. Yeah. That see, it's the deservedly that I don't get. And also, there's a, you know an element of the tortured genius that you yeah. know with this talent, you know, comes pain. And with pain comes a hell of a lot of alcohol abuse. I think he's like the Irish equivalent of Jimmy Buffett. Like, unless you're American, like steeped in Americana, you won't get Jimmy Buffett. That said, the the, the Pogues have a huge fan base in the Americas. That particular track you were talking about, Christmas in New York, it, it features Matt Dillon in the video. It was filmed in New York. Does it? Yes. Oh. See, I can't. I have to switch it off because I just don't like it. I think, I'm really sorry, I mean, but ult- I don't. Yeah, ultimately, I mean, and then there are those uh, American or sometimes uh, uh, Irish American outfits like Flogging Molly, um, you know, who do, you know, Celtic infused rock or punk, and you know, very much keeping the tradition of the Pogues alive. Yeah, I don't get it. And so, yes. He- is he? Does he have a partner, like a life partner? A long, long-term partner. Yes. Wow. So somebody has decided, like when they say met for the first time, mm. and decided to go on a date or mm. whatever, or hook up or whatever, she decided, I'm good with the stumps. That's fine mm. because he's such a genius or whatever that I can overlook that. Such a lovely man, such a, a caring yeah. character. I mean, it's in Whereas, interviews she uh, has said that he is a challenging man to deal with. But so you know. okay, so that to me is even more confusing. Like he's a challenging guy, mm. and he's got these brown stumps, and that's okay. I'm gonna overlook all of that because boy. I don't know. He's a genius. He's a genius. A a little factoid about his implants. He had not one but two procedures. Did you know about this? No. When he had the first procedure, he deliberately asked for, you know, a full set of teeth that looked like they'd been lived in. Yeah, you don't want... I get that. You don't want those so white that they're blue kind of thing. And then he wanted to look like a pirate. So he, he wanted to have, you know, some, you know evidence of of work having been done on the implant if that makes sense Ah, okay he had them put in right and he didn't like it and decided to go for the full hollywood white as fuck option oh see that wow and you know he has wonderful hair he is you know facially has wonderful features and he he looks he look after the new teeth were put in he looks like he could have been you know the new proprietor of the local tavern in hollyoaks a program okay, that's not which true. steeps itself in having no stumps. They definitely don't have stumps. I mean, wonderful a, teeth on, on Hollyoaks. In Hollyoaks, if people don't know, that is a, a British soap opera set in the northwest of England yes. in Chester or just outside of Chester, where unlike other British soap operas, people are just incredibly attractive. People are stunning, and they have wonderful teeth. Did you see this? Where they? What's his name? Brody? Mm. Was his it stag do or oh, his Hawaiian do? shirts? No, they weren't wearing any shirts. They were wearing like grass skirts. Oh, but I think they came in with Hawaiian shirts. Okay. But those shirts 
were taken off. Everybody in that stag do had... 12 packs. Six packs. Yeah. yeah. So if you had a six pack, people were kind of thinking, you know, yeah. you might... Yeah. So what? Check out this yeah. eight. They were kind of looking at each other like, you know, you're letting yourself go a bit because I have a 12 pack. Mm. That's how good looking these people are on this yeah, show. They're... So everybody in the, in that show, yeah, they're all perfect, including their teeth. So they, they're not baffled about how dental hygiene. Yeah, I don't get... So... For me, you know, being American, it's mm. kind of like dental hygiene is kind of like paramount. Like it's it's pretty important stuff. I would I don't care how big of a genius you are. If you've got brown stumps, I'm going to struggle to be with you in a loving way. Mm. I might, you know, friends, fine. To be with you in a loving way, I'm going to kind of have a hard time with that. I'm sorry if that makes me a terrible person. Oh, I'm just going to struggle. A little bit. So if Gail Ann Dorsey was to turn up, Marsha. Yeah. Ask you out. Yeah. And then suddenly she opens her mouth. Instantly, she has wonderful teeth. But let's just say, and she's American born. Yeah. But let's just say, you know, she opens the, you know, up her mouth and then yeah. suddenly you're faced with something that's yeah. akin yeah. to your man from the Pope. Yeah, struggling. struggling. You, would, you would decline I, well, you know, this say, wonderful you know, let's, musician's let's go get a coffee. advances. You know, I'm not saying, but, you know, I'm just going to have to think about, do I want to advance this into a loving relationship? Maybe not. Right. I'm with her, Dookie. Oh, dear. Because you know that you, you kind of dip in and out of the Tour de France, don't you? That's only just ended a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I followed... Quite a bit of it okay. this this particular so time. One of the racers who's I think he's he races for Ireland even though he's from Birmingham and he doesn't race for an English or Irish team mm. called Dan Martin. So he sounds like he's from Birmingham, but he's Irish and he races for a team called UAE, right? And he's he's stand out not just because he's a good cyclist, but because he interviews really well. He's incredibly endearing yes people he seems like, really really sweet the, and the can, journalists yeah. really go for him because he seems really nice and he'll give the journalist time and he seems quite funny he doesn't seem to up himself which you know with some of the cyclists they you, can be a little yeah, bit more you get a lot of ego yeah so and he lives in i've only just recently found out from a friend who's really into cycling that uh dan martin lives in monaco so he's not a short a few bob he's or three. He's short of, of a few pounds. Mm. And this friend also told me, you know, don't feel sorry for Dan Martin because he's like millions in the bank. Right. Millions. And my first thought was, oh, why doesn't he do something with his teeth? Because it's not a hygiene problem. No, you know, they're very teeth, white. Yeah, yeah. It's just that... There's a lot of them. There's a lot of... Like, if you've seen The Grinch, mm. like... They're not necessarily bad teeth. They're just a lot. Too many teeth. Too many teeth. Too little mouth. Yeah. So too little uh, a mouth. Now I, I just look at Dan Martin. I just think, okay. So when you made your first million, mm. and you know you buy a house and you buy the latest bicycle that you ha you really want, even though that might be late. He on and for his you. partner recently had a kid. Yeah, you had a baby, so you put mm. money away from. A, college you know you might buy a flashy new car you know whatever clothes whatever mm. did none on your shopping list did it not occur to you to say like okay maybe i'll go to a special dentist and say can you get rid of some of these because i don't need all of them 
Get rid of the ones that aren't essential. Yeah, and and then just maybe some. Then you'd need some braces to bring the rest of them back together. Mm. Just to, you know. But then I thought, well, I'm American, and that's how Americans think. But if he was to have braces, that's extra weight that he'd need to think about when he's cycling. They do get quite ridiculous mm. about stuff like that. But you know, he could do it Veneers. off. You'd probably have to do something like that off season, right? But then I thought they're removing teeth and they're removing weight. Well, see. So it's a balancing act. I just think, okay, even with your first million, maybe you want to buy a really expensive house and a really expensive car. Your first two million, your first three, four, five million. By the time you get to maybe six million. And you've bought, like, lots of stuff. Do you not want to go to the dentist? Okay, now I've bought everything. Now I'm going to go have these, as you British call them, Nashers looked at. And that doesn't seem important to him. Whereas it would to Marcia and I. It would be very important. I've got a confession about the Oral-B advert. Yes. And I need to give a little bit of a background to this. Um, over the last couple of weeks i've been watching a lot of netflix and oh dookie and orange is the new black i've been watching the latest oh, series of orange is the new black i've been watching glow and i you don't know whether or not my, my brain's filter is different but in the the oral b advert it doesn't seem as though the dentist is flirting with lorna nixon brown dookie i i know what you mean Thank God. I, I don't, really? Well, are you, or are you just being polite? No, because I'm thinking that the the doesn't the dentist like kind of look a little like like a little winky winky mm. with her? It's like, oh, I happen to use the same toothpaste yeah. myself. That's it. She says, "I'm gonna kind of like I'm gonna let you in on what well, I you, personally well, use." Yeah, yeah, like. I don't tell any other patients about this. I tell you. Yes. This is a personal... It's a boundary that's being crossed. She's revealing stuff about herself. Yeah. Yeah. I happen to use it as well. So... Maybe you can come to my flat and... You can stretch that out a little bit to maybe we can go talk about this over some white foods. Yes. Okay? Mm. So, you know, white foods because... Maybe she's just done a little whitening treatment on her and mm. she doesn't want to, you know, you have to eat white foods for a little while, I yes. guess. Um, maybe, and I can talk you through, you know, I can walk you through the whole dental hygiene At process. her flat. Yeah. At her flat afterwards. Yeah. Because why is she so bad? You know, isn't it? Why is she so confused? Isn't it like brush and floss? Well, well exactly. Brush and floss. There are other products as well. Um, do you remember the adverts are Orbit chewing gum? You're nine out of ten dentists who have patients who chew gum recommend Orbit. Okay, yeah, but that's an add-on. But the I think the idea you, being I that don't the, chew the gum. Maybe you Sylvia, should. you don't chew gum. You don't chew gum, do you? I don't. Okay, so we all somebody seem gives to... me some. I don't want to be rude, and sometimes I'll have it, but I I. Won't go out of you my have way gum to purchase because it. you don't want to be rude. What's wrong with saying no thanks? No, often that happens when I'm I'm on the road and I could use a little bit of freshening up, you know, a little bit oh, of okay. minty goodness when I've had an eight essential. hour drive. No, it isn't essential. But the Orbit adverts would would you know, and there, I'm sure there are other makes of chewing gum that uh, you know provide the same kind of uh, protection. The the notion being that after you've had a meal, you chew the sugar free yeah, okay. gum, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that your saliva creates yeah, yeah. enzymes. The enzymes break stuff down, and then you know, yes, so your ass. 
Yes, it isn't eroding your exactly. Your it's just teeth. yeah, it's part okay, of your still. dental care. All right, so none of us are baffled, right? No. A, a lot of people in this world were raised, you know, brush and floss. Mm. Okay, so not Shane McGowan. I'm not saying everybody in the world. I'm saying a lot of people in the world brush and floss. That's that's what you got to do, right? Maybe some mouthwash, but it's not essential. And in fact, I don't think it's all that great for you, mouthwash. My dentist once told me that it's not that great for you. Mm. Okay, so brush and floss. Why? What is she so confused about? But also her teeth look amazing. And yeah. Even, and even when she goes to the dentist. I wish mine looked as white as that. She's clearly doing something right. Mm. That's like... I think the dentist will agree. That's like... Dan Martin, okay, to come back to the cyclist mm. or, or any of the elite athletes in, in the sport of cycling or any other sport. That's like them going to their doctor and going, I don't know how to stay physically fit. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're, you just cycled up the Alps for three weeks. You clearly are doing it right. Okay, that's how you stay, you know, you personally stay mm, fit. Mm. Clearly, you're one of the fittest human beings in the world. So the doctor should be asking... Dan Martin, well, ha- you know, you tell me and I'll pass it on. So, like, the dentist should be asking Lorna, what's her name? How do you keep your teeth so good? Because then I can pass it on to my other patients. Exactly. <sighs> Except Dookie. Yes. I have a confession. After all this. Okay. I'm all ears. So, you want to know what me and Silver are doing tonight? What? And you're welcome to join us. Wait, it's a confession, and you, you, I'm now yeah. uh, an invited guest. Yeah, so you can come you're over. You're confessing to something, and and I, I've been invited to take part. Should I? I guess inquire further. This yeah. scares me. No, okay. So you can because I don't think you know Miss Fisher, right? I personally am not a fan that much. I mean, I think the show is kind of dumb. But... I have seen a trailer. I've not actually watched okay, a single so episode. This is what we're going to do tonight. I, I, I do like Father Brown, though. Okay, I don't know what that is, but anyway. Right. Is that one of those mystery shows? Oh, yeah, that's what Syl watches yeah, yeah, with yeah. a priest who solves crimes. Yeah, Mark Williams, who is famous for The Fast Show. Yeah, I don't know that. Um, so, Miss Fisher, yeah, as we... Okay, so we're going to watch Miss Fisher tonight, I guess, because there's like, I guess there's like 198 episodes that <laughs> right. Sylvia hasn't seen, right? And I bought some teeth whitening. Oh, Okay. Oral B? No. No, it's not, actually. I had to think there for a second. No, it's not Oral B. It's another kind, and it was on sale. And it's the trays, right? So you get this tooth tray, and you stick it over your teeth, and you leave it in there for 20 minutes. And I guess the the packet comes with eight trays, so you need to do top and bottom, mm. right? And so there's eight, so two, four, six. So there, yeah, there's plenty for all of us, plus two more. And she and, and Sylv and I are going to put a couple of trays in and leave them in while we watch Miss Fisher. Do you want to join us? I'll do that, yes. All right. So count, count me teeth in. whitening party. So, because I think that these commercials must have got inside my head. Clearly. Because yesterday I had to go to the pharmacy to just get whatever stuff that you people tend to buy in the pharmacy. And your feet took you there. My feet took me 
to the dental aisle, even though I didn't need anything from the dental aisle. And I found myself buying a teeth whitening kit. My word. And I think it's because it got in my head, right? So, and it was on sale because they tend to be pretty expensive. Mm. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that. I don't think it's the Oral-B advert. I don't think it's that. What do you think it is? Yeah, what do you think it is? I think it's RuPaul. RuPaul? Yes. I think it's... Sashay away. I think it's one of the queens. One of the queens went on about Crest whitening strips. Oh, yes, and ended up doing adverts for them. This yes. is a, a, a wonderful, uh, yes. a wonderful you know, bit of progress in terms of advertising to have a drag queen who looks absolutely amazing and I can't remember advertising who, uh, you know, a dental product, and, and deservedly so. I can't remember who. I, I'm not sure whether it was Bob the Drag Queen. Bob the Drag Queen does have amazing teeth. Well, they all have amazing teeth. and There and are a few exceptions. I don't like the strips, though, because I feel like... I've never tried any of this stuff, but mm. I feel like they won't get in the little cracks. So I may have mentioned it to you, Marcia, and I think that's what is so, in your subconscious. So RuPaul. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. You know when you watch Drag Race, mm. you start to think, maybe I can make a little bit more effort. <laughs> You know, because these queens, what they go through to look amazing. I just think, you know, yeah, I could make, you know, maybe a bit more effort. Mm. And yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what sank into my subconscious. And we're having a teeth whitening party. Although... Sunday night tends to be takeaway night, so I'm not really sure where that's going to fit in. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it after we have the takeaway. Yeah, because you got to brush first. Right, okay. So, I, yeah, I was thinking about this in the pharmacy yesterday. I was like, well, where does like pizza or Chinese or Tex-Mex fit in? I guess we'll have to have dinner, and then we can all... So bring your toothbrush. We'll have to brush, and then we stick the trays in. It just dawned on me that... When you mentioned these trays, I asked you if it, you know, is a, an Oral B product. And in the advert that we've been analysing, yeah, Alona Nixon Brown at the end of it, and you know, says something along the lines of, you know, oh, I had no idea Oral B did toothpaste. Well, see, Dookie, you know, is that exactly a shocking? That's the other finding? thing that really pisses me off because. A, you're completely baffled as to how to take care of your teeth. You're utterly, utterly confused. Like you, but even though you have perfect teeth. And then you're utterly, utterly bowled over by the fact that a company that calls itself Oral-B has gone the extra step. Away from whatever the hell else they do, floss or the mouthwash. The little implements that you put on your electric toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, the toothbrush heads. Yeah. Away from that, oh my God. So, whoa, I had no idea. They branched out and did toothpaste. No idea. Okay. Totally surprising. They didn't start selling guitars. No. You don't have an Oral B guitar, do you? No. no. They thought, okay, we do floss, we do toothbrush heads, we do mouthwash. Hey, you know what might be interesting? It might be good if we sold toothpaste. Mm. Why is she so stymied by this? Why? I think it's anti-feminist. 
Like, why is she so stupid about dental stuff? None of these ads. Do you see a man? No. No. Do you see Shane McGowan going, oh, my God, I have no idea how to take care of my teeth, which would be fitting. There are. Why are these women so baffled? And and I, I yeah, I think it's it bugs me. So I'm saying it, it bugs me as well. There's a lot of other stuff in the world that bugs me more. Mm. It's just that it bugs me. That's what I'm saying. Lorna Nixon Brown, you got some splaining to do. Isn't that an American reference to television? Isn't that like that's how I love Lucy. I love Lucy. Yeah, right. Which you know. If you're talking feminism, you know, that's going to take us down a whole other road, Dookie. I, I, heard, I heard that being brandished on a on an American podcast. I thought Yes, I it's was ripe being, for parody. Ripe it, right. for parody. So, this is quite an old... Is, doesn't that show date back to the, you know, the 60s? Oh, it's black and white. Oh, I mean, right. it's before my time. Right. But you can't be American and not grow, okay. you know, see, I love Lucy. Dookie, are you so coming... So glad I used that. Are you coming over for whitening party tonight? I'm there. And that's not like a racist thing <laughs> you're gonna come over to get whiter i am rife for whitening let's do it let's do it bring it on yeah boy gonna analyze this yeah yeah boy gonna analyze this yeah yeah boy gonna analyze this analyze this analyze this yes who's the next patient i'm ready to do the analysis it's the long-awaited return of analyze this and Marsha, sylvia you are here to help me and this particular track has been chosen for two reasons number one we were having a chat the three of us about the use of the number age 17 in popular music and that happened in tandem with the Anniversary, the 20th anniversary of the Sugar Babes first single and news of their reunion. And that then got us talking about a solo offering that one of the original members of Sugar Babes, Matya, put out a couple of years ago, which uses the number 17. I love this song. Really, really hard. It's a Groove Armada <laughs> featuring Matia, one of the it's members. Fair. I just noticed that because I don't think it's fair to say featuring. Because Matia featuring Groove Armada. Yeah, shouldn't it be Matia featuring Groove Armada? I mean, or just like Matia with Groove Armada. This is Song for Matia.
I really, really love this song hard. Really, really hard. And I love the Sugar Babes really hard. Super duper hard. Indeed. And so I listened to this. It's on my Spotify. And I listen to it quite a lot in when I'm working out in the gym. And I just, sometimes the lyrics just baffle me slightly. Mm. Like one of those women who are baffled about oral hygiene. True. Like the same, and, and not just so baffled, but I kind of worry about Mucha a little bit in this song. Well, indeed. I'm a new convert to the track. I only heard it recently. You're and a huge Sugar Babe fan, though, I, aren't you? I think they're great. I always imagine that I'm the bloke that they're singing about who has done them wrong. What, that they're really pissed them. off at, yeah. really? Have you yeah. done something to hack them off? <laughs> like, yeah, what? You know, they, they do have a lot of songs about being pissed off with men. Yes. Are you the guy? I am the guy. What have you done to them? Like, you didn't oh. return their phone calls? Yeah, basically, yeah. And I've done some crazy shit uh, as you, well. You ghosted them? Yes. Is that what you did, Dookie? I looked at them the wrong way. I think they're wonderful. I've loved them since they came out. And I, I don't care which iteration there are. Like, I love the original lineup. I also love Heidi. I loved Amel when she came along. Mm. I just love them all. I mean, they're a bit like Menudo in the sense that, you know, members have come and gone. Yes, and- I, love, I love the stories about them. I love, like, I heard, like, one of them said that Keisha used to turn up her vocals in when they were recording, which I just think <laughs> is just fantastic <laughs> story. I just think that they all look, you know, like they could whoop your ass if they wanted to. Particularly my ass. You could, particularly your ass. But they could look really amazing while they were doing it, like not even break a nail or get a, a hair out of place. I love that. I love them all. And I love their songs. Some exceptionally catchy tunes. And really great tunes. I think this is one of them. Which is, well, this being not a Sugar Babe song, no, but a Mutya. it's a Mutya single, solo offer. Yes. And the number 17, which in this particular case denotes a length of time, 17 months, is really at the foundation of the protagonist's struggle. Well, see, that's what first caught my ear because I've been listening to this song. I think this song came out in 2007. Right. And I've been a big fan of it since then. And I only just recently got on Spotify. So, and I was just thinking about songs that I really love that I want to have on my Spotify. And this was one of them. So I had it in my earphones. And she says, you're gone now. I feel fine. 17 months. I feel fine. What about you? I bet you've been crying. I bet you've been going around town lying. I mean, that she's clearly had a a split and a a very painful split. So she's saying that it's been 17 months since they split up and Mm. she feels fine. And she's guessing that maybe he's not feeling so fine and that he's going around telling lies about their relationship. Mm. And then she's driving along. She's feeling fine. She's listening to Prince who's singing hot thing to her. And she knows every line. And I think that's great. Yeah, who You're doesn't li- love Prince? Who's not driving around, maybe on a summer's afternoon, listening to Prince and feeling good? Because why wouldn't you be feeling good if you're listening to Prince, right? So all so far is good, except that the ex pulls up to her mm. and he's got his new girlfriend in the Ouch. car. Ouch. And then she says... Sat there with some new girl. What is this? 
don't panic, panic, mutya. Don't drive erratic. So that's good because she's thinking about safety, which is really, really important. I mean, she's aware that she's stressed out and that uh, you know panic yeah. could cause her to drive erratically so so that might be difficult Mm. you see your ex with his new girlfriend and but you're still thinking i need to keep my eyes on the road i don't want to hurt myself or anybody else so that's good she's embraced every aspect of the highway code yes so that's good i respect that and then she says that's who has replaced me what a diss don't panic panic don't act too manic manic now what made me wonder when I really tuned into these lyrics was I started to think, okay, wait a minute. You broke up 17 months ago. Mm. So that's really close to being a year and a half. It is. So I'm worried for Mucha that she's still so upset about this. Because a year and a half is quite a long time to be broken up. Indeed. And I think there's a false sense of security, possibly an element of of her being delusional, you know, at the beginning when she feels that he's the one that's not coping, that he's being crying, that he's going around town lying. Yeah. But then as soon as he turns up with his new love... Then she's not really feeling so fine. Then the shit hits the fan for poor Mutia. And it's kind of like, okay, so he's got a new girlfriend You've been broken up for nearly a year and a half. Did you expect him to join a monastic order? No, quite possibly. So, so I can understand where you're feeling good and then all of a sudden you've got a reminder of what seems to have been quite a painful breakup, maybe for both of them. Certainly. So I can see like that bums you out. So I do understand that. I just think if I was her friend, I would say to her, you know, it's been a year and a half. You're a gorgeous girl. You're a gorgeous woman. And, you know, you're really talented. You've got nice, sassy attitude. You're not going to have a problem finding another person. Certainly not. So, and then the song goes on. And and then I get more confused. Oh, well, indeed. So, so then... You know, she says it's a surefire day to ruin, a surefire way to ruin my day. Just as soon as I'm on top of my life, there you are again. So it kind of suggests that she's seeing him more than this one time. So she's seeing him around and about, and every time it kind of bums her out, which is kind of understandable. So you see an ex and you're thinking, now, now you're, you know, now my day isn't all that great. But then I like her positive self-talk because she says to herself, but don't react now. You can't go back now. Don't panic, panic. Just look ahead now. So that's some really good positive self-talk. It, it is positive self-talk, but she's had 17 months to process it's just all of that this. It's a year and a half. Mm. So it's a lot of positive self-talk and I respect that. And I think that's a good thing to do. So she sees him at the red light with his new woman. Ouch. But then she's going out to lunch with one of her friends. Mm. And it seems like they're in a restaurant or somewhere. Mm. And she says, I'm feeling on top of the world, but I've got a hunch. And there the girl is again. She sat right behind her back. And it seems like the ex-boyfriend 
and her are having lunch right next to where Mucha and her friend are having lunch. So what are the odds? I mean, I mean do these people live in Hollyoaks Village where everybody bumps into each other on a daily basis? What is that about? Do you live in London? I mean, she seems like a London girl. She's got London accent. Mm. And where are you that you keep bumping into this guy? And even if, if she does live in London, there's also possibly there may possibly be a case of of stalking uh yeah and is he stalking her head. is he like yeah, yeah. dragging this new woman around to follow around his ex in which case then i would worry for the new woman because this guy sounds like a psycho is he trying to lord it over her yeah and like to here's my his new, new woman love? Mm. which is a bit disturbing and then it becomes disturbing so or is is the protagonist is Matia possibly stalking him that she is aware of where they are going? No, see, I would and disagree takes with a girlfriend that. there. Because she seems kind of shot like I'm on top of the world and oh there he is right so I don't think she's far I think she's trying to get away from him. Right. But they've bumped into hear each other twice now, just in this song. And you know he it, you know, he's going to get another girlfriend, girl. She doesn't, and, yeah. I think, you know, which is understandable. As you said earlier, you know, you can't expect him to become a monk. That said, uh, perhaps she's struggling with the, the notion that she's been replaced. She maybe just wanted him just to be as, to feel as tortured as she clearly is. Well, see, that just makes me want to call her up and say, girl, you and me are going out on the town and we are going to find you a man. Mm. Even if it's just like a one night stand, it might make her feel better. Yeah. Like it's just you're going to grab some hunky guy on the dance floor. And if you're both up for it, then that might make her. She, I just really feel like she needs to get over this guy. He's not good enough for you, girlfriend. He's not good enough. Mm. White people can't say girlfriend like that, can they? Uh, you just did. I know, and it's bad. Girlfriend. Yeah, like when I'm watching Orange is the New Black, mm. I find myself like saying things that don't sound good in like, you know, unless you're kind of a Latina or, you know, it just doesn't, it just sounds like not good. I'm struggling to think of it. I'd love I'm to struggling know. to think of an I'd example. Love to, I'd love to hear Come one on, of your Dookie, examples. you're watching, you know, we're both texting each other while we're watching season <laughs> seven, right? We, we are. However, this puts me into a bit of a corner because if I start to use some of them, I'm going to sound well dodge. Yeah, you're going to sound really mm. dodgy, right? So, yeah, I mean, it just can't. There's just some things that Latina women can say that maybe should be left. I, I there. believe that Matia or Mutia, as yeah. she refers to herself yeah. in the song, is of part Filipino extraction. Is she? Mm. Oh, I never knew that. I always thought that she's got an unusual name that I've never come across mm. before, but I couldn't really quite get to grips with what maybe her cultural heritage was. Part Filipino oh, is, is Filipino. Is definitely you know, in her DNA makeup. Buena is her last name. I believe that is probably a, a Tagalog Filipino surname. Ah, very good. Well, I, I just, Dookie, I don't know what you think, but I I think this song is is a bit of a mixture and and you know which one of us can't relate where you're going along about your day and maybe you might be thinking to yourself i feel pretty good mm. i feel pretty good today i'm having a good day you know the sun is shining maybe i don't have any work on and that's a good thing you're listening to prince you're listening to prince 
And all of a sudden, something happens that's just like the life version of like a bird shitting on you Mm -hmm. in that moment. Like you get a letter. Yes. Or you get an email. Yes. Or you get a text. We've all been there. And or you see somebody Mm. and you just think, eh, shit. Yeah. You know, kind of like that. And you just think, there I was going about my life, just kind of having a nice day. And this shit happens. And now I'm kind of bummed out. It's it's kind of, I guess, to sum up this whole song, it's the ultimate buzzkill song. Yes. I really She's feel for She's had her. her buzz massively killed. Mm. And I just want to say to her... Please, Mucha, keep up with the positive self-talk because Indeed. I think that is a really, really smart thing to do. And the safe driving. And the safe driving. I think you're doing really good, girl. Uh, I think you're wonderful. I think you're sexy. I think you're sassy. I think you're amazing. I think you're really talented. I think your solo career should have gone a lot better than it did. And I think, girl, he's out there waiting for you somewhere and he's a much better guy than this asshole is who's following you around town with his new girlfriend. He's out there, honey, and you go get him. The sad reality is her ex has clearly moved on and she needs to move on as well. She needs to move on as well, but keep up with that positive self-talk. And I have an update. Uh, She appeared, uh, Ms. Buena, that is, in... uh, celebrities go dating celebrities what's that oh um, yes i think i saw like a trailer for that yes, or something in, in a dating program for celebrities uh, yes yes and um celebrity first dates oh yes and obviously this is in the last year you'd mentioned that this track that we were analyzing today uh came out you know, 12 or so years ago i think so yes so in, in, oh, okay, so she's trying to move on. Absolutely. Well, I would hope so after 12 years. I mean, my gosh. Well, it, I mean, it, 17 indeed. months is long enough yeah. to be kind of telling yourself, you know, I don't want to be so cut up every time I come across this guy or think about this guy. But 12 years and she's, you know, she's out there on the dating scene, you know, good for her. And keep up with that positive self-talk because I think that's a really good thing to do. And the safe driving. And the safe driving. And well I'm done. really excited about the Sugar Babes reunion. Dookie, I am more than, I mean, I'm far more excited than I probably should be mm. because I don't know what their demographic is, but I'm pretty, pretty sure that I'm not it. I disagree. Um, well, who is their demographic? People who like great pop. Oh, is it? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I was around when they first came yeah, out indeed. and I thought they were great. And I think they're great now. And I think they're amazing. And I love them. And Dookie, if you get tickets to go see them, I am your plus one for sure. That goes without saying. Well, that is indeed your lot. I will never, ever be baffled by oral hygiene options again. You've been listening to Oral Hijinks. My name is Dukey and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and uh, attempt to whiten my teeth. Wish me luck. And after I'm done with that, I'm definitely going to go and uh, pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Facebook
www.facebook.com forward slash the dukey radio show the dukey radio show the dukey radio show next time on the dukey radio show Marsha gets quite the shock while getting coffee they have what on the menu and discovers an apparatus that will change her life oh my god I think this apparatus is gonna change my life Apparatus and the use of 17 as an age in popular music comes in for a fair bit of stick. He's only 17. Ew. Ew. You're gone now, I feel fine. 17 months, yeah, I feel fine. What about you? I bet you've been crying. Bet you've been going around town lying. I feel so fine I've got Prince singing Offing to me I know every line So I pulled up to the red light Sitting here in me car I look up to me right And there you is Sad there with some new girl What is this? Joe panic panic Irene Joe driving radic That's who has replaced me What a deal Don't panic panic Don't act Manic, manic, it's a short fire way to ruin me day. Just as soon as I'm on top of me, life see you is a game. But don't react now, you can't go back now. Don't panic, panic, Irene, just look ahead now. 